Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. This is your Goth Luna. And I'm Matt the Sloth. Woo! Did it. <laughs> Y'all don't know this, but it took me forever to do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're a podcast of two friends like, living a country apart, getting into some bullshit. Um, the bullshit this season is werewolf. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> that's, that's a bro wolf. That's what bro wolves do. Yeah! Oh God. Um, so, uh, yeah, just this season we are looking at werewolf movies going through, um, in no particular order, whatever werewolf movie we want, uh, and then discussing all the cool stuff that's in them, what the werewolf means, uh, rating the transformation, etc. cetera. Yes. Uh, but before we dive into all of that, how are things going, Matt? Uh, you know, it's been it's been a week, but you know, pushing through, doing some some fun stuff uh outside of that, but uh yeah. I'm uh, actually working on a new solo song with my new fancy purple guitar that I made. So, that's been Your fun. Your guitar does look super rad. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that thing looks awesome. How have uh, you been? Uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. But also, COVID is pissing me the fuck off. Yeah. Um, mostly not, not, not even necessarily COVID, because COVID is just a little virus that people don't seem to know how to stop, even <laughs> though the the instructions are readily available on Google. Like, go get your fucking vaccine. Wear a fucking mask if you're not vaccinated. If you are vaccinated at this point, also wear a mask because this Delta variant is not fucking around. Um, And I'm just mad because all my fun things are getting canceled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're the uh, living uh, new meme of my fall plans and then the Delta variant. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I'm fine. Like, I'm good. I've just been working a lot, but... Uh, today has just been a little adventure in COVID idiocy. Yeah. So, woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and just to want to throw this uh, up top, if you do want to contact the show and hit all our socials, just in case you don't make it to the end where we bring them up, we'll bring them up at the beginning. <laughs> you can get us at Goth and Sloth on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us gothandsloth at gmail.com. And I think that's all the things. If you have suggestions for movies, uh, comments about things, questions, whatever, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear from y'all. Faux show. Um, yeah. So let's just dive in, shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. Since awesome. we're, did we both watch the correct movie this time? Okay. All right. I don't need your <laughs> sass, sir. We did watch the correct movie, I think. <laughs> so today we were talking about good manners. Yes, I did watch Yay! that. <laughs> good manners is a Portuguese film uh, from 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written and directed by Juliana Rojas and Marco Dutra. Um, it stars Isabel Zua. I I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce these names. I'm doing my best. Um, as Clara. Uh, Marjorie Estiano as Anna and Miguel Lobo as Joel. Um, so I'm just going to go through a quick synopsis uh, to give you a kind of an idea of what's going on. Uh, this will have spoilers. Okay. Like yeah. this is one of those <laughs> movies, like we can't talk about it without there being spoilers. So this is your, this is your warning. If you want to watch the movie first before hearing this discussion, Go pause, pause us. Go do that. We'll just hang here, I guess, while you live your life, and then come <laughs> back to us, and then listen to the episode. Um, it's available on Shutter right now, but yeah. I mean, obviously you can rent it or whatever on Vudu. Yeah. Oh, it's on Vudu too. I rented it from Vudu. That's how I watched it. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So synopsis. Spoiler. Spoiler. Ba ba ba. All right. Cool. Here we go. Um. The movie begins with a uh, woman showing up to an interview for a new job as a caretaker for this, like, wealthy, single, pregnant woman. And during the interview, it becomes clear that she lied about her references. 
um, and is like behind on paying rent and just seems kind of desperate for a job. But when the woman goes through a bout of pain um, related to the pregnancy, uh, the the woman who was trying to get the job, her name is Clara, mm-hmm. um, basically like helps her through the pain and gets hired like immediately. Um, and Anna is the pregnant woman. So when Clara gets to the house, she's like cooking for her, but she realizes she can only cook like soup because there was only meat in the fridge. <laughs> um, so <laughs> sign one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as Clara continues to support Anna through her pregnancy, um, she they kind of develop a relationship. Uh, at the next doctor visit, the doctor tells Anna to cut out meat because her blood pressure is too high. Mm-hmm. I mean, who hasn't heard that in America? Right. Um, <laughs> they're not in America. But, you know. Uh, soon after... Uh, Anna is sleepwalking, seemingly looking for meat in the fridge, when Clara disrupts her and they end up kissing until Anna takes a bite of Clara and then just goes to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yes, you heard that right. Relationship. Yes, this is a queer werewolf film. Fuck yes. Okay. Although I Um, I don't think that's very proper on the HR level. Like, you really shouldn't... uh... Have a relationship with your boss. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. She's pretty hot. I feel like there, there were some, there were some considerations to be had. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Clara is shaken uh, that she just got bitten by her boss uh, during kissing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that is a lot of reasons to be shaken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't mention anything to Anna, and Anna doesn't seem to remember the next day. Um, the next night, Anna is in pain. Clara comforts her, which turns into a passionate, musicless sex scene, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, later that night, Anna wakes up with yellow eyes and sleepwalks into the city in this like slow, steady walk. Um, she eventually finds a stray cat and fucking eats it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not another kitty. Always a kitty. Always. Um. And Clara followed her and just kind of, like, watched, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, then the next kind of significant thing that happens is uh, Clara has been cooking for Anna this whole time. She's been cutting, she cut out the meat out of her cooking. But after seeing what she saw, she added a little bit of her own blood to the food to see what would happen. And Clara, or Anna just, like, went nuts. Yeah. Slurped it up. Mm-hmm. Um. And then as the pregnancy goes, like Anna's getting more and more concerned, more and more distraught. Um, she convinces Clara to leave the house and tries to kill herself with several tranquilizer pills. Mm-hmm. Um, when Clara returns, Anna is screaming and in pain and the baby literally claws its way out of her body. Um, Anna dies and the werewolf baby is crawling on the floor with an umbilical cord wrapped around its neck. Super rad scene. Yeah, super super disturbing, but yeah, super rad. (laughs) So cool. It's very disturbing. Yes, absolutely. Um, And so Clara is like sitting there looking at this like little werewolf baby and was like, oh, fuck this. Tries to take the baby to the river um, to leave for someone to find, but she changes her mind and takes the baby in as her own. Mm -hmm. Then... Uh, the movie kind of hit, goes to like a, like a whole separate act. Yeah, seven like a part two, <laughs> like a whole part two, like very big section divider here. Yeah, I re- actually I, thought the movie was ending. So it's a really short movie, and I look at it like, oh no, there's still half a movie left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the same thing the first time I saw it. I was like, what, what, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, so this. In this part of the movie, Clara is raising the little werewolf boy. His name's Joel. And he presents like a little boy, like Mm -hmm. human boy. Um, He only eats vegetables uh, as a rule set by Clara. And, you know, he's he's living his little boy life. We 
we quickly realize that he is indeed still a werewolf because whenever the full moon happens, Clara locks him up into his little bedroom. That's what they call it. It's yep. like a little vault um, to keep him safe, presumably from others and keeping others safe from him. Um, and like, there are some beautiful scenes of like the next day when he's like covered in fur and she's mm-hmm. just slowly like shaving it off of him to make him back to boy. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of their life set up there. There's a, a landlady in the building who, uh, you know, helps out and stuff and she's watching Joel and gives him meat, even though that's against the rules. Mm-hmm. Joel eats the meat and is like, what the fuck is this crack? Yes. <laughs> he ends up like getting, you know, really emboldened, tries to look for his father, blah, blah, blah. Um, in this whole like sequence of events, he and his friend get it, go to the mall to try to find clues about who his parents were. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to, avoid getting caught because there are two little boys unattended in a mall. Yep. Uh, so they end up getting locked in the mall because they're hiding. And then it's a full moon and Joel transforms and Om Noms, he his friend. ate them all up. <laughs> Nom Nom? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. There are no sharks in this film. <laughs> Um, okay, so basically, uh, when Joel returns, it's pretty clear that something has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia, the landlady, like, sees what he is, and she wants to go full-blown exorcism on this yeah. situation, and Clara refuses it, tranquilizes her, and then, uh like grabs Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a, there's a few other things that happen. I just don't <laughs> want to go through all of it, but like she at, at the end of it, basically like his secret is pretty much out. Yeah. Um, and it, the movie kind of closes on a really beautiful moment of, Clara and Joel standing hand in hand after a bunch of conflict, um, facing the impending doom of the town yeah. coming to their place to get them. So that is the synopsis of the film. There's plenty in there that it, <laughs> that I didn't talk about. So, because it's really like this film has so much in it. It's very dense. Yeah. Um, but that said. I love this film. Yeah. This was my suggestion. I uh, I was introduced to it by my partner, and I have watched it many times since the first time. It is, I think it's just a brilliant little fairy tale um, and with some really interesting moments throughout. Uh, but I'll let you take it, Matt, like what, what struck you from this film? Is there anything that like really got you or didn't get you or what? Sure. Well, first it was your suggestion too, but it was also suggested by uh, a fan of the show, Allison Kotzig. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Well. So just that throw out that as well. Yeah. 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 Thank you for <laughs> that. I, for, I forgot about that. It was already on the list. So I was like, Ooh, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on top of it, so it's called, good manners and i was very disappointed that i did not get uh proper eating etiquette for werewolves like you know do they eat use the forks from inside out um do they pass the uh you know the limbs on the left when the (laughs) okay (laughs) no no, you did not get no. that from this film, no. oddly enough. Yeah, weird. Uh, the other part <laughs> that I noticed is the uh, the lady that had the werewolf baby, the pregnant lady. Anna. Yeah, she looks like Linda Cardellini. And that, really? And that, that uh, didn't throw me off. It's like, she looks really familiar. And it's like, it's not her, but it looks like her. Oh, that's funny. Um, 
And um, yeah, and also this is the first time I've ever watched an entire movie in Portuguese. I've actually not ever done that before, and that was really cool. Um, I love Portuguese. It's an amazing language. It is. It's uh, interesting to see, like, it's this weird hybrid of Italian and Spanish. And French. And French mixed in there. Like, it's mm-hmm. really... It's all the Latin. Yeah. It's really interesting. So that was cool. I will say Voodoo's uh, subtitles suck. Oh, no. Why? They're just really fast. And it wasn't really subtitles as much as it was closed caption in English. Oh. And like weirdly, yeah, it just didn't have a subtitle option. So I got the gist oh, of it, but there was sometimes like I I just missed what that said. <laughs> oh no, that's a bummer. the The version on Shutter is the version that I saw originally, which was just renting it. Yeah, like renting the film through Apple or whatever. Um, and it it it's pretty good with the subtitles. Ah, all right. Um, but yeah, so it had a lot, uh, really going for it. Um, yeah, the two, basically two parts of a movie was really cool. Um, seeing how that kind of built up. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Having a live-in maid, we'll just discuss kind of the first half here. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to do it in halves because <laughs> so, there's a lot. So uh, first half, uh, having a live-in maid, especially in an apartment, that seems like it'd be really weird. Yep. Rich people do weird shit, Matt. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, but she wasn't rich. That was kind of a plot point, too. Well, she used to be yeah, rich. Yeah, she was. She used to be. She she could afford to have Clara on, but she, I think she knew that she wasn't going to be surviving yeah. any longer than the pregnancy. So she was just kind of like living it up. Mm-hmm. And she just got cut off. She by did. Her family. Yeah. Uh, these kids and their premarital sex with werewolves. When will they learn? <laughs> hey, I mean, it was consensual. So. It was. Which uh, that that is a point of this movie is it's the uh, lycanthropy is not passed via bite or scratch in this one. Right. Um, it is only uh, you know birth. I guess you have to. You know, it's yeah. You, you gotta boink. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do the boinking with a werewolf, and then you birth a werewolf, and then they omnom. So I guess it, it's still like a family thing. Yeah. We have another family line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot like uh, uh, war dogs. Yeah, but a lot more dog soldiers. Dog soldiers. Sorry. War dogs. That's a different <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just anyway. Um, so. Uh, but like I will say, like I think the this one is a little bit of a more tragic family thing. Yeah, I don't know how you birth a werewolf other than what I just saw, and I don't think you could survive that. I don't care who you are. Uh, so uh, my theory I think is the mother might always die. Well, my theory is if she was another werewolf, they she might survive it. But that she wasn't a werewolf, then you would die. So if like two werewolves had a pup, the Mm -hmm. mom would survive. But a werewolf and a human have a pup, the mom will probably die. Mm. Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Like that's a whole other like sociological, philosophical argument. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway. (laughs) At least that's what I kind of gathered from this world. No, that's cool. I like that we got two different things from it. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, what did I want to say? Um, I had something and it, it just went woo and gone away. Uh, <laughs> I will say one of the interesting things about the first half of the film is that there are no men in it. Yes, that, you, that was something I was thinking of too, yeah. Yeah, you can, um, you hear the voice, the doctor's voice and you see their hands, but that's that's it like there is no at no point do you visually see a man mm-hmm. in the first act yeah which i thought was really interesting i wasn't i was actually like is this movie have no men it kind of clicked him for, for me for a second and i was like mm-hmm. but then yeah second half you do get them but uh initially it's like uh uh dude a uh, dude there's a couple <laughs> all right a couple dudes. there's no like main character dudes though like almost at no. all um, Other than Joel, really. Joel, and then uh, his friend's dad, but that's not even really a main character either. No, he's not a main character. 
Um, and this also uh, is really cool because this isn't a uh, standard horror movie, and I honestly wouldn't even call it a horror movie. Um, no, it's it's definitely a dark fairy tale. Yeah, which was really cool. We haven't uh, explored that yet. So. Well, although I would say like there is a horror element. Oh, there absolutely in the birth. is. Like, th- like that is horrific. Well, like that is, t- I that is terrifying. I would be scared watching that, <laughs> especially if I were pregnant. Yeah. Well, that and uh, you know the the mall scene when he does change. That's oh, yeah, straight that's right. horror too. So it's got yeah, horror true. elements to it, absolutely. But uh, I don't know if I would personally file this under horror as much as sure. uh, maybe a drama. Or, you know. I'm sticking with Dark Fairy Tale. That works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was um, a really beautiful first half. Very, like, there are these really cool shots of, like, for a second I want to talk about the queerness. Yeah, in go it. for and it. And I've, I've mentioned this in another podcast before, but, like, um, I just want to highlight, like, so this is obviously a relationship between two women in a heteronormative world. Um, and it's interesting watching and interesting and authentic in the way that their relationship kind of begins mm-hmm. because it's like ambiguous at first, like you're friends, but you're like, there are a lot of lingering looks. The camera is like lingering on people's faces for a really long time. There's a like long close-ups where it kind of feels like you're just drinking the person's face in, like as you're just staring at them, mm-hmm. kind of like the way you are when you're first considering a, entering a relationship with somebody. Um, and I thought that that was like a really nice touch. And when Clara goes to the bar and another woman tries to pick her up, it's like it's still that whole again what i would say is authentic experience of like does this person know that i'm looking at them the way i'm looking at them yeah or do they think i'm just looking at them because i'm just looking at them yeah (laughs) which is which makes no sense and is super complicated but that's so real especially in queer relationships because you're like do i just like go out and just be like i i like girls <laughs> or are you like or are you going to be more subtle about it and you're just kind of like okay well i think they're looking at me more than a straight person would but am, am i looking at them enough am i looking at them too much what am i doing ah! <laughs> so um i just thought that the film like the cinematography lent to that pretty well and i i really appreciate that yeah no that scene in the bar uh was really amazing especially as you mentioned the cinematography because it's almost done for a long time at this really far still shot of her sitting by herself mm-hmm. you know isolating herself from everything uh and then gets really up close and tight where you almost think something sinister might happen when she yeah and she's like how do you know where i work oh you you're still wearing your badge yeah, but you're like, is this like a, what's, what's this going to happen here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like a little bit of misdirection there. Yeah. Some, and then, yeah, they slowly build up that relationship um, through, you know, only half the movie, but it feels like it's, it's not immediately like right in your face. Like these two are going to bang. It's, no, not at yeah. all. And And the way they build it is so skillfully done that, by the time I, like you said, like you're halfway through the movie before the whole like movie switches over. Yeah. Like by the time that happens, you're connected. Like you feel the pain for Clara that Anna just died mm-hmm. giving birth. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. No, that, that was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to throw out there um, a couple weird things I noticed about the pregnancy. Dumb things mm-hmm. I noticed, but this is what I do. It is what you do. She was wearing heels while pregnant. That's just bad. That's yes. just a bad idea. Like, just don't do that. It's <laughs> just a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> People wear heels while pregnant. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and the other is, so when she thought she was sleepwalking and they had that discussion, you know, they did the test of putting um, the powder or was it flour around her flour. bed? Flour, yeah. Uh, to see if she's walking out and she spent the whole night in bed and, it, you know. 
But what pregnant woman doesn't get up like five times to pee during the night? That's true. That is a very good. That's a good point, sir. I I do not have a. I do not have the answer for you. But that is. Hmm. I would say like, oh, maybe she was early in the pregnancy, but she wasn't. She was not. And so yeah, that's a, maybe she peed herself that night. I don't know. W- maybe it's a werewolf thing. Like when you have a werewolf baby, it just like leans on the liver instead of the bladder or something i don't know (laughs) there was a cool part that i i picked up when they were doing the second ultrasound uh Mm -hmm. um there's like a little nod to uh red riding hood uh which was kind of cool where the doctor's like oh "Oh, he has really big feet oh and look what big eyes he has and it's like Mm -hmm. oh that's fun like that's (laughs) that's a fun little nod yeah and like just because the doctor kept on talking about how strong he was yeah. and how, you know, and it was like, and she was just shrinking in fear the whole time. So it was like the, also this whole relationship of like the baby is getting stronger and she's just getting more and more swallowed in fear because she knows that like she's not going to make it through this thing. Yeah, she can. Yeah, she was having she knew there's something wrong in mm-hmm. the first ultrasound. He's talking about how the baby's way too big for how long, you know far along she already was and yeah right because she'd been eating all that meat she'd been eating all that meat and you know werewolves i'm assuming if they're like dogs uh they don't take nine months to cook right yeah that's a good point actually um yeah i i just there are a lot of things about the first act i think it, we would go we would be amiss not to mention the um the frame by frame artwork of those flashback scene oh yeah that was fantastic i thought that that was such an incredible way to tell that story like rather than having a live action flashback it was these stills of artwork yeah that looked like it looked like digital paintings um and it just it illustrated the story so well it brought more of that fantasy yeah element into it um along with the score the score for the whole film is beautiful i think i really love the music yeah it's like single woodwind single stringed instrument like dark sweet fairy tale music yeah um so then having this uh like this flashback scene with the painting it was just i just thought it was beautiful and it's like it was explicit too oh absolutely it, it didn't show like you know werewolf dong but like they're having sex and you know he runs away and yeah she shoots him and then the the priest is assume like i assume that the priest was the werewolf that's what i got from that whole thing Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) but yeah anyway i just thought that that was no, yeah, Amazing. it was like reading, like you mentioned, dark fairy tale. This was like reading the fairy tale with the way that Anna's voice uh, had a lot of extra reverb while telling the story. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like turning the pages in a book and just narrating the story. It was a fantastic scene. And yeah, I absolutely loved how they did that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, speaking of the music, I thought it was really interesting uh, that some of it uh, and You'll have to excuse me because I just watched a video on uh, Dia. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, well, apparently, you didn't listen to pay attention <laughs> to that video very well. Uh, <laughs> diegetic things in a movie. Does it exist in okay. the world or does it not? If it's non diegesis. Sure. And the music, there's a lot of music in this that's in the movie. Uh, yes. There's like people singing, and but then it turns. In the film. Yeah, yeah. and it's diegetic, but then it's becomes non-diegesis at the same time as like the scene moves on then what they're singing becomes the score um and i thought that was really cool like how they integrated the music like that a hundred percent yeah i i think that that was such a brilliant move and executed very well yeah um and yeah the uh there was like a song that uh anna was dancing to uh, to work out, and then that came back later <laughs> in the movie, um, yep. with it with some very sharp words to it too. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Uh, sharp words. Well, the words are just like um, 
you don't want to love me because I'll just hurt you. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was like knife, no needle, <laughs> spear. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they were poignant lyrics to the film, but not overtly to like you know, like in where and like uh, Teen Wolf, where it was obvious. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> That was that was something. So yeah, done more beautifully <laughs> than that. Yay. Um so yeah, I put um well that took a turn. Uh referring <laughs> <laughs> referring to the birthing scene because it's very calm, very bloodless, except for the bite up mm-hmm. until that one point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's... Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, uh I guess let's start off by describing what we saw um, for this birthing scene. So the thing claws its way out of the stomach. All right. That's what I saw. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't know how else to say. Like it was, I, this was probably my favorite scene visually Mm -hmm. uh, in the film. Like there are many beautiful moments. Like I love the end, the ending frame, which is very picturesque of you know them holding hands in front of the door like i love those moments as well but as far as like a scene with like so many visual elements and practical effects like i was just like whoa yeah like you see like the little baby hand and then the little baby claws (laughs) (laughs) like then they just burst through the skin at some point because it's like that's kind of what it feels like would happen yeah and you know she's just like gurgling and dying right like what what else you gonna do um and then you have this like little little werewolf pup baby with an umbilical cord wrapped around its neck like crawling on the floor like trying to cry but can't yeah and it's like holy shit like that movie went from zero to a (laughs) hundred in 0.5 seconds like you're watching like oh gosh oh no like she tried to kill herself and now she's screaming and clara's gonna go save her and then holy fucking shit (laughs) it just takes a turn like a hard turn like that baby what the fuck (laughs) and it like crawled its way halfway across the floor with the umbilical cord like with the gore like all around it like and I just, I lost my mind. I was like, okay, I love this movie. I love this movie. I mean, whatever you do next, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, yeah. The puppetry done on the pup, on the uh, baby, and the, yeah, it looks amazing. It's uh, freaky oh, it's so and weird and gross in all the best ways. And, yeah. And, yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Like, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this, just look at that scene because it is. Like hats off to the people to the folks that made that happen. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> well, this would be a a good movie to to trick someone into watching a horror movie. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, it's just a queer romance. Yeah, just it's a love fine. story. A love story. Oh, never you mind about her eating that cat. That's the only thing that happens. Nah, it's fine. fine. Oh my god. But yes, I love, love, love that scene. And uh, yeah, that kind of takes us to the end of the first half of the film. Then we get to the second half, which is like tonally so different. Mm -hmm. It's it's no longer this like slow, sweet romance fairy tale. And now it's like you're coming along this journey with a little boy who is now the main character. Yeah, And you're... Like, seeing him processing, like, okay, my friends are eating things that look delicious, but I'm not allowed to. I can have birthday cake, but I can't have stew. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just trying to put things together. I think he was seven. So, you know, just at that age where you're trying, you're starting to understand that the world is a little bigger than you thought. Yep. And, um, And you're with him while he's trying to understand who his parents were, which is a valid question. Yeah. I mean... You know, he obviously loves Clara, but he's like, so who's my mom? Who's my dad? You know? Yeah. 
Um, so just it, it's definitely like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when the second act starts, you're like, uh, is this the same movie? Yeah. Is this like a two movie in one like DVD deal or something? <laughs> like what's happening? Um, but then you quickly realize that it is the same thing. Clara is, is there um, raising Joel, obviously, off of the diamonds that they plucked off of Hannah's boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just... Do you have any, like, main thoughts about the second act? Uh, yeah, so the uh, kid actor reminded me a lot of the kid in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. In... In a good way. I mean, they look very similar, too. But on top of that, um, for a kid actor, and not even just for a kid actor, he was very good. Because kids can be very annoying in movies really easily. Absolutely. And <laughs> he pulled it off really well. And that's that why I also, because I think Wes Craven's new nightmare, the kid in that, was amazing. Um, and, yeah. And that's a lot to do with the director. Oh, like yeah. The director has to know how to work with a kid to help it look realistic on screen. Yeah. And I think that they did that well. Absolutely. Um, and that that was, the kid was fantastic and really drove the movie. Um, he didn't feel like an adult writing a kid. Um, mm-hmm. He felt like a kid. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And like he, well, he has his best friend. Yep. And then he has his, you know, little love interest. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just cute. Like, it's, like, so wholesome and innocent and cute, but you know that there's this dark cloud lurking. Yeah. Because, you know, like, yeah, fucking werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as big of a term, but, yeah, there is. Like, you're living in this nice world that they set up. She's now, you know, firmly a hold of being a single mom and, you know, working mm-hmm. through it. But then after his birthday party he has to go to the the werewolf bomb shelter, as I was calling it. Yeah. As you called it, that's fine. Um, And you're like, oh, like that, yeah, he still turns and has no control over it. And Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of, like, what, uh, so when he turns, he, he, I love that he just gets super hairy. Yeah. And I thought that looked really good too. Like I didn't think it looked like cheesy, like you're wearing a fur suit. Yeah. Like it looked really good. It looked like realistic. Like he grew a lot of leg hair all over his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I mentioned before, I just love the scene of her like clipping his claws mm-hmm. back down to nails and you know, shaving his fur off, just lovingly taking care of him to get him back to boyhood yeah. Um, before it happens again so he can go back to school and all that stuff. And then, you know, then we go back to the little bedroom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and the whole time she's like, it's just so sweet in there. You could see like the, the height measurements that they've been taking mm-hmm. throughout his childhood. It's all decorated, kind of like a kid's room would be decorated, not extravagant, just kind of like here's a couple things. Yeah. Um, she's like lovingly chaining him to the wall. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's really interesting. I just love that juxtapos- juxtaposition of like this really dangerous element, but done with so much love and care and compassion. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was really cool. Really amazing. Um, uh, so the design, cause we finally see the full werewolf, uh, in this, uh, mm-hmm. It does take a really long time, which is good because they built it up really well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the design itself, I'm not saying this is bad, but, and it's also just recent memory, though. He reminds me of Weasel from The Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was not like that. Come on. No. Okay. He's just... Weasel on Suicide Squad, it would be like the the kid cartoon drawing of the wolf from good manners. Good God. <laughs> I, I will say that it, it was very CGI. Like after seeing the practical effects from the first half, it was tough swallowing the CGI from the second in the second yeah. act for me. Um, but that said, they kind of had to, like, Oh yeah. Given the high quality of what they were doing for the werewolf pup and for his transformation or his like 
physicality after his transformation, the transformation was going to have to be like mad skill level that no one can offer. Yeah. So they had to kind of go the CGI route. What I do appreciate is that like they they do like they keep, you know, his boyhood in there when he turns, mm-hmm. but he's obviously very dangerous. Yeah. Um and I I appreciate that they took so long to build it up that you almost don't care what he looks yeah. like because you're so invested in the story that it's like he could look like a two-dimensional character and you're like, oh, but that's Joel. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I took yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really think, I didn't mean it like as a bad design, but it's just like, oh, it kind of looks like Weasel with his like little tail and he's oh he's like God. a little one. But it was a cool design in the sense that, uh, you know, usually a werewolf is either your bipedal wolf man or you go just really big wolf. And this was right. somewhere in between. As you mentioned, like you still see that there's a kid in there, but it, it is a walking on all fours werewolf. But it's not 100% wolf. It's definitely, I don't know, it's a weird hybrid uh, that I really liked. I thought that was a cool way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, like, I will say, before we get to, like, rating the transformation, oh, yeah. the, not there yet. the one thing I, I want to mention uh, before we get there is, as far as themes go, I had a lot of trouble, like, really drilling down like here are all the themes because they're so fucking yeah um so i picked my favorite okay uh, of the themes and my favorite theme of this film at least this time watching it because of course that's going to change is that there's this emphasis on like love isn't a choice as much as you think it might be okay which is important to Mm -hmm. understand at some point in your life like of course we could choose to love certain people right you when you're in a relationship you choose to re-up that relationship every single day that you're awake Mm -hmm. you say you know i'm going to continue loving this person that's a bit of a choice right yeah but also love isn't ones and zeros Mm -hmm. there there's more to it than that and clara ends up loving Anna, whether or not she thought she would, and she ends up loving Joel, whether or not she thought she would. And I don't think it was as much of a choice as just like, okay, I'm taking this kid in. Like, she ends up falling for him just like she ends up falling for um, Anna. And I love, love, love the, what made me feel so strongly about this was that I mentioned in the synopsis that uh, uh, Clara puts her own blood into the food and the spaghetti that that Anna eats. And mm-hmm. Anna's like, oh, yeah. And then when she decides to take Joel in as a little werewolf pup, she breastfeeds him blood. Yeah. Like from her body. And I was just like, well, she's continuing to give herself. And it, I think it's beyond a choice at that point. So it's like this theme of love being both a choice and not a choice. Yeah. And sometimes you think you have a little bit more control over it than you do because I I genuinely think that Clara was scared when she learned that Anna was dangerous, sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and I think that she was scared when Joel, you know, was born and all of those things, but it didn't stop her. She, she loved them anyway. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really cool reading. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, one thing I thought of, um, was, uh, the werewolf, the werewolf kind of, uh, to me seemed like it always signaled change. Whenever a werewolf would show up, it would shift something major in someone's life. So when Anna's telling the story about how she got pregnant with Joel, you know, when the werewolf showed up and she shot it, you know, that changed that changed her life where she had to move out of the city or move out mm-hmm. of her, you know, farm and go to the city. Uh when it showed up in the the birthing scene that changed Clara's life. Um it's where she, you know, had to completely up, uproot her life and then at the end, 
you know, they were looking to change their life once again. Once uh, he ate up his friend, Mm -hmm. they had to like panic and leave. Um, Yeah. I think it's a really kind of like a harbinger of change. Yeah. Like this monthly thing happens and your life is just continually going to be shifting as you adapt. It's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Thought it was a bit of a a surface milk toast look at it, but I thought it was uh, interesting. Surface milk toast. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. No, I like it. That's cool. Um, All right. But yeah, oh, the uh, the scene in the uh, mall was like I mentioned before is just straight out of a horror, like old school horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I, they had a few little aspects of old school horror which I really liked. Um, on top of oh, the definitely. mall scene, the ending was your villagers with the pitchforks and torches. Yes. Yep. Like full on doing which is that. Very fairy tale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like. I think I thought it fit very well. Yeah, no, that was great. Although my one minor problem is they're hiding in the werewolf bunker. That door um, opens opens outwards, so the people trying to get in just had to, you know, open the door. It didn't lock. Oh from yeah, the inside. I, I think they know that. <laughs> I think well, they... it looked like the the townsfolk were struggling with the door, and I was like, doesn't it open out? Oh, did it look like that? I don't, I don't remember that part, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah you... I believe you. Like I'm, I'm sure someone probably overlooked that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah, and you know, there, there is a little bit at the end that we haven't talked about. Okay. And I think that is okay. Like, if you were like, "Oh, I don't care about spoilers. I'm gonna listen to the, this episode." Still, go watch it because there's a bit at the end that we haven't talked about that adds a lot of complexity and depth depth to the end of the film absolutely yeah really some really awesome stuff so uh do we want to rank the uh transformation yeah so let's do it so from uh pup to full werewolf where was this transit <laughs> transaction uh i would say um it's right at like teenage pup yeah like it's not a very strong transformation for me yeah um it's i do appreciate that like okay he's getting hairy and he's in pain and he's just like kind of frozen in place and while he's like straining as his body changes um but that's kind of all we get and Mm -hmm. then he opens his eyes and they're yellow which is what his mother's eyes looked like um and in the still art of his dad yep. that's what it looked like so i mean i thought it was fine it was just like really super cgi again not the strongest part of this film like no unlike other werewolf movies it's like oh we're waiting for the transformation we're waiting for the transformation and this film like so much other shit is happening like when he finally transforms <laughs> you're like okay okay like we're moving you know i want to know what happens with the story at that point yeah um so that's kind of my take. What do you think? Uh, about the same. Yeah, it's like right in the middle. It's not bad, but uh, yeah, it didn't like do anything uh, to like surprise me or do anything terribly interesting. Yeah, it was like fine. Yeah. It was, yeah, just fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, looking this movie up, uh, obviously this is the most recent movie we've ever covered uh, mm-hmm. so far. And so... There's no plans for a sequel or anything. Not that this really needs one or really is made for a sequel. This is definitely made to be its own movie and enjoyed. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't imagine a sequel to this that would be, like, I, I think any more. It's perfect the way it is. Yeah. Like, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, I am super interested to see what these filmmakers do. Mm-hmm next um but yeah no no for no sequel foreseen no yeah and this wasn't a very big movie um obviously it was you know on the indie circuit did a few festivals mm-hmm. um but yeah it wasn't like a big blockbuster everyone saw it and right <laughs> i'm super hoping that this becomes a cult film yeah like, i think more people need to see it like because it's just so fucking good it is yeah, I, I really love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you liked it too, because I was like, okay, so hear me out. 
there's this Portuguese film. It's really good, you know. But you usually enter things with a pretty open mind, so. Yeah, and I and I don't mind uh, foreign movies. The uh, the one inch gap that uh, most people can't get over, which is the subtitles or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's so nuts. Um. Yeah, it just it's fine. Just I watch all. English shit with subtitles because hearing is hard, okay? <laughs> and like sometimes it helps me focus. Yeah. Because we've been home for a fucking year and a half trying to like get all of our media here because the movies were closed for so long. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to get distracted during movies. Having subtitles on keeps me engaged. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I think doing it in another language, um, obviously they were never meant, they weren't trying to sell this to a big market. They wanted to make their, their own movie and they definitely did that. And And I think that was the right, the right move. Absolutely. Um, Plus, yeah, Portuguese, yeah, like you mentioned, is a beautiful language and it was really cool to hear that for a long time. Yeah, I really love that language so much. So confusing to me because I speak French, but <laughs> who? And I like learned Italian and I took uh, Spanish in school, so it's like ah, my brain ah, ah yeah, <laughs> ah, what's happening? Um, but yeah, 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 it's it's really great. Uh, so that being said, shall we move on to what we've been watching lately? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what have you been occupying your eyeballs with? <laughs> Well, um, uh, so I've been watching uh, Titans. The new season came out. Uh, I watched the first two episodes because they did the whole thing, which slightly annoys me, where they do they release three episodes right away, and then it's weekly after that. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, it's like either do them all or do it once a, like once a week. Like pick, yeah. pick one. <laughs> American Horror Stories did that too, and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm two, I'm two in. Um, it's really good, but it's really weird because they're doing a Batman storyline, uh, which yeah. is called Under the Red Hood, which isn't a Titan storyline, but I like that story, so I'm interested to see it done in live action. Hmm. Um, and they did fit the Titans into it, at least the first two episodes. So it's kind of, I'm kind of torn <laughs> on where it goes. <laughs> Um, they, sure. they also made a blink and you miss it, um, nod to one of my favorite characters, Stephanie Brown. Um, so that was, you know, fine. Cause Aww. I'll take what I can get cause no one likes Stephanie. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're building towards, um, I do know this cause they already mentioned it. Uh, my favorite Robin will be showing up in this, uh, Tim Drake. And I'm very excited for that to happen. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, see what else have I been watching? Um, I've been watching a lot of the Batman the Animated Series. I'm still trying to get through my uh, Blu-ray. I was actually watching that before we recorded. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so those are always solid. Um, movie-wise, um, I don't know if I've gotten to a lot. Um, trying to think what I've watched. Uh, movie wise, who knows? It's been a crazy ass week. It has. It really <laughs> has been. Um, oh, what was what was that one? I don't know. Come back to me. What have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Come back to you. Um, so I haven't watched too much. So I started watching um, this show that I can't remember, and I'm not going to pull up right now. It's I. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I haven't started the new Titans yet. Uh, I might just wait until it's all out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't been watching a ton of new shows. I am covering the Fantasia Film Festival, uh, with the Humanoids from the Deep Dive podcast. And so I've been watching a lot of those movies, which has been awesome. Uh, so if you're interested in hearing our takes on some of our favorite movies, week by week at the Fantasia Fest in Montreal. Um, please check that out. Uh, I think the last episode went out, I don't know, recently. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> it's time. in your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a time. Um, and there have been some really cool films in there that I am absolutely love. And as soon as they drop, I'm going to harass you to go see because... <laughs> 
they are so good. And then there are other films that I'm like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I mean, glad you made a movie. Happy you got it to the thing. Good good job. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been saving my my brain for. Um, but I'll get back to the T V stuff soon, I'm sure. Oh yeah. But that was the movie I did find. I finally found it. I watched the Adjustment Bureau with Matt oh. Matt Damon. So uh have you seen Loki? Mm, I watched the first episode. I haven't finished this. Okay. Season. Well essentially it's it's Loki but with Matt Damon. <laughs> Oh. It's uh it's about um maybe it's God or angels. They keep it very vague, but um you're supposed to stay on a specific track and if you get off this track, the adjustment bureau comes in and uh, adjusts things to make sure oh. you follow the right track. Ew. It's uh Do they get murdered? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's, uh, interesting. Yeah. And it's about, he, like, he falls in love with this girl and he's not supposed to, and you know, how much he keeps trying to, to still find her, even though the, the bureau's getting in the way. It, mm. it was, it was fine. It was fine. But it was yeah. funny as like, I just finished Loki and I was like, this is Loki before Loki. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay. So I, I doubt I'll watch it anytime soon, but now I know it exists. And there so. you go. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Anything else that you've been watching? No, I think that's about it. On my Brad Pitt watching, I haven't gotten to the next movie, but I'm right at the good point. Okay. Next movie is Interview with the Vampire, and it's like yeah. it's like all it's all gravy from that it's point on. Yeah. So then you get nice. get Seven, Twelve Monkeys, uh, Fight Club. Uh, I don't know. That's it's like his peak right there. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah kind of jealous of those i might pull out some brad pitt movies sometime but only the good ones <laughs> yeah there's a few the last one i watched i don't know if i mentioned it last episode or not but i'll re it's called the favor and it was bad real oh, bad yeah so well, i'm not a completionist like you i don't need to subject myself to i just thought it would be things. fun to watch an entire imdb of somebody just to see how they've grown and changed and how their career's it, gone. I mean, it, I'm sure Brad Pitt appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something oh, I want to mention. Is I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to, and I'm super excited. But Kristen yeah. Ritter's in a new movie oh, called boy. Night Books. Night Books? It looks kind of Goosebumps-ish-y. Uh, oh. But she plays an evil witch with blue hair, and I'm super excited for that. Neat. Um, but she kidnaps a kid and forces him to uh, write her horror stories every night. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> okay, noted. I will so that's going to that. be on Netflix in September, like mid-September. And I'm oh, cool. super excited for blue-haired Kristen Ritter. <laughs> Yay. That's awesome. And, I'm, I'm excited for you. And she liked my comment on Instagram about it. Aww. So that made me happy as well. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so what are we, if you like watching along with us, what are we watching next time? Next time? Or discussing next time. Next time we're going into what I feel is one of the all-time classic werewolf movies from 1981, I believe, The Howling. Howling, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I just saw it available somewhere. I don't know. It's out there. It's out there. You can find it. So if you wanna, if you wanna watch it before we chat, um, do the thing or just listen to it and then watch it whenever the fuck you want. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not your boss. <laughs> so yeah, but if people want to hit you up and be like, "What do you think about this in the Howling?" before the podcast, how how can they do that? Ooh, spoilers. Um, so you can find me at uh, Luna underscore Minui on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, yeah, that's L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T. 
And where can the good people find you, Matthew? I'm wizard underscore Matt on Twitter and wizard cosplay on the Instagram. And I'm Pharaoh underscore wizard, pretty sure, on TikTok. I should know that more. Uh, because I've actually gotten some really good uh, stuff. Uh, my most recent video has got some very important questions for women on dating apps. So if you want, and it's it's not like it's a legit question that I had, and it's, I'm getting some really interesting responses. That's so. awesome. I'll have to go see what the responses are. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with us again. I hope that you get a chance to see this awesome movie because I genuinely think that everyone should see it yes. it's so good yeah. um and we'll see you next time bye